This sermon was recorded at the Church of Christ, Wheeler area, located at 1500 South Allen L. Bean Boulevard in Wheeler, Texas. Our regular meeting times are at 10.30 a.m. and 2.30 p.m. each Sunday. Come join us as we seek to worship God in spirit and in truth. Well, Kenneth made a comment as he was closing his lesson this morning that I'm going to kind of springboard off of, and it was that, you know, if you see somebody, uh, he specifically said a kid, if you see a kid on the street, you pat them on the back, you tell them uh, they're doing a good job, that they have value, and, and he said, you know, that extends to everybody, and I think that's very true. You know, we tend to, or I tend to want to dig into some of the more complex things of the scriptures sometimes, and and make things more complicated than they have to be. But uh, there's really something that's pretty simple, and Barnabas is an example of that, and it's encouragement. You know, one of the best things you can do for another human being is be encouraging to them. People are struggling. People are dealing with things we have no idea what they are. And as they go about their day-to-day life, they're having a hard time. And we don't know what it is, and then we see them lash out or act out or do something... And we want to discourage that and say they shouldn't be doing that. They shouldn't be acting like that. They shouldn't be behaving that way. But the truth is we don't know what's going on in their life. And a word of encouragement can drastically shift the mood. It can drastically shift the situation. It can, in fact, lead somebody to Christ if you're just encouraging to them. And we have a prime example in the Scriptures, and that is the example of Barnabas. Barnabas' name was the son of consolation or the son of encouragement. He was an encourager. The apostles took and renamed him, gave him a different last name because of the way that he encouraged others. Acts chapter 4 verse 36, And Joseph, who by the apostles was surnamed Barnabas, which being interpreted the son of consolation, a Levite, and of the country of Cyprus. I want you to think about that. The apostles took this man and renamed him because of the way he encouraged them, because of the way that he encouraged others. Now, can you imagine that? That you would have such an impact on the apostles of Jesus Christ that they would name you the son of encouragement, that they would name you for your actions in that regard. So let's take a quick look at Barnabas. What did he do? How was he an encouragement to others? And how can you be an encouragement to others as well? The first thing we'll notice is that Barnabas encouraged by example. And you can encourage by example as well. In the very next verse, Acts chapter 4 and verse 37, it's speaking about Barnabas. It's just introduced him, who he is in verse 36. And in verse 37, it says, Having land, sold it, and brought the money, and laid it at the apostles' feet. Now, he didn't do this to get renamed the son of encouragement. He had already been renamed the son of encouragement. This is just who Barnabas was. This was just part of his life and part of his actions. And I want you to think about that. It wasn't just the generosity of this gift. What was going on here? Here we have the establishment of the church. The church has grown rapidly and immediately. It went from zero members to thousands of members immediately. And these people were not all from Jerusalem. They had traveled into Jerusalem to celebrate. And as they were there, the church was established. They needed to eat. They needed a place to stay. They needed the necessities of life. And Barnabas was leading the way in doing that. He saw such a need for the church 
that he sold his property, he sold his land, and he just brought the money and he laid it down at the apostles' feet. He said, do with it what you need to do. You need to feed people, feed them. You need to clothe people, clothe them. They need a place to stay, give them a place to stay. And what an encouragement that had to have been. The example of Barnabas was was to encourage, to just give what I've got to give. This is what I have, and so that's what I'm going to give. And that encouraged the apostles, that encouraged the other Christians. When you are seen performing acts that, that are becoming of a Christian, when you are seen helping people, when you are seen doing good works, it's encouraging. I see that, and I'm encouraged. I'm encouraged to be associated with you. I'm encouraged to be part of this congregation. When I see and when I hear the good works that you're doing, it is an encouragement to me. And you're doing that by example. Just keep up the good work. We've got to continue to do that. In Acts chapter 13 and verse 1, it says, There were certain in the church which was at Antioch, prophets and teachers, as Barnabas and Simeon, that was called Niger, and Lucius of Serene, and Manian, and which had been brought up with Herod the Tetrarch and Saul. So here Barnabas shows up again. What's he being an example of? He's teaching. He's established himself in the church. And his example has led others to be teachers in the church. And they've seen that and they've been encouraged by that. And as a result, the church is growing and the church was flourishing there in Antioch in the early days. And Barnabas was a big reason for that. And the the reason was he was just being an example. And people were encouraged by his example. Here's a man that will give of his money. He'll give what he has to give when when it needs to be given. He'll teach when teaching needs to be done. He'll do what it takes. And people saw that and they were encouraged. And the church grew. And when we're examples to one another, we encourage one another, we lift one another up, this church will grow. It will prosper. Romans chapter 1 and verse number 12 says, That is, that I may be comforted together with you by the mutual faith, both of you and me. Paul, as he wrote to the Romans there, said, I'm encouraged by the faith that I see you have. We have a mutual faith. We are in this together. We struggle together. We rejoice together. We're in it together. And he said, we both have the faith in Jesus. We have the same faith. And he said, I'm encouraged by that. I am comforted together with you. You are comforted together with me because we're in this together. We're an example to one another. And he said, I see your faith and I'm comforted. And that couldn't be more true for me today. I see your faith and I'm comforted. And I hope you see one another's faith and are comforted. And that's the example that we have in Barnabas, that we can be an example uh, of encouragement. That we're going to do what it takes. And, I, and, I, and I, when you see that together, we're encouraged. Obviously, you can't encourage without words. You know, there's been a lot of studies in business that have been done. And in a business setting, in a work setting, when the supervisor speaks discouraging words to his or her uh, subordinates, pr- productivity drops, it plummets. People don't get excited about working for somebody that discourages them all the time. But when people are encouraging and they speak positive words of encouragement to one another, productivity shoots up and increases. Christianity is not any different. The Bible talks about people biting and devouring one another in the church. And you know what he said when that happens? When we bite and devour one another, the church will die. 
The church will not grow. The church will not be successful when we bite and devour and discourage one another. We can be our own worst enemy. But when we are encouraging and we encourage with our words, we speak words of encouragement, the church flourishes. Barnabas was such an example. Acts chapter 9 and verse 27. But Barnabas took him. This is talking about Paul or he was called Saul at the time. Barnabas took him and brought him to the apostles and declared unto them how that he had seen the Lord in the way and that he had spoken to him and how that he had preached boldly at Damascus in the name of Jesus. Barnabas had a real opportunity here with Paul or Saul. He could take him and destroy him immediately. And that's what a lot of people would have liked to have seen happen. They would have liked to have seen Paul destroyed. He had persecuted Christians. He had murdered people or at least been uh, privy to that and, and condoning of that. And yet Barnabas said he took him and with his words, he set him in front of the other apostles and he said, this is a good man. I've seen a change in this man and he can be something positive for the church. With his words, Barnabas established Paul as somebody that could be trusted by the early day Christians. That's huge. That's huge for you and I today. Because if Barnabas wouldn't have taken and with his words convinced the other apostles and encouraged them to accept Paul, and in doing so, what, a, what an encouragement it had to be to Paul. But if he wouldn't have done that, much of the New Testament you and I don't have today. We just don't have it. We don't have the example of Paul. We don't have the example of his, of his conversion. We don't have the example of him uh, writing all these letters to the churches. The things that, that establish us and make us strong in the faith. We don't have it. If Barnabas doesn't encourage the apostles to accept Paul. And so with his words, he made a huge difference. And you and I can do that today. We can build each other up with just a few little words. We can also destroy one another with just a few little words. We've got to be careful how we treat one another, what we say to one another, and what we say about one another to those people that are not in the church. We can make people want to be a part of this congregation, or we can make them want nothing to do with it with just a few words that we speak about somebody else, whether we're encouraging or discouraging in that regard. Acts chapter 14 and verse 22 says, Confirming the souls of the disciples and exhorting them to continue in the faith, and that we must through much tribulation enter into the kingdom of God. The apostles went and they exhorted one another to continue in the faith. They exhorted Christians that they should continue, that they should struggle through this, that they could make it, that it was going to be okay, that there was a silver lining on the other side, that there was life eternal. If we can't encourage one another through tribulation, knowing that there's something better that awaits, then we don't have any business in, in this thing called Christianity. Eternal life is the most encouraging thing that could possibly exist. And if we don't have Christ, we don't have that. But in Christ, we can encourage one another to look forward to that, just like they did in those early days, just like Barnabas did. In Acts chapter 15, verses 31 and 32, which when they had read, they rejoiced 
for the consolation or for the encouragement. And Judas and Silas, being prophets also themselves, exhorted the brethren with many words and confirmed them. They used words to encourage one another. Encourage somebody this week. Go out and encourage them. Whether you think they're down or whether you think they're not down, pat them on the back, give them some encouragement. You might help them overcome a sin. You might restore their soul through your words of encouragement. 1 Thessalonians 4 and verse 18, wherefore comfort one another with these words. That's what the scriptures are for. The scriptures are comforting. This particular scripture speaks of, of, of uh, comforting one another after the passage of a loved one. We need to be comforted. Those are difficult and sorrowful times. But he talks about the fact that there's hope. There's hope beyond this life. There's hope in heaven. And it's a hope that, that we have to latch on to and hold on to. Comfort one another with these words. You can't think of anything to say? Pick up the scriptures. Text them a scripture. Text them something from the word of God. It will encourage. Because those are the words of life. They are the words of comfort. And finally, encourage with your presence. And David said to me many times, just be there. Just go be there. You don't have to know what to say. You don't have to say anything. Just go be there. And you know, that's what Barnabas did. That's the example we have in Barnabas. In Acts chapter 11, beginning in verse 22, it says, Then tidings of these things came into the ears of the church, which was in Jerusalem. And they sent forth Barnabas, that he should go as far as Antioch who when he came and had seen the grace of God was glad and exhorted them all that with purpose of heart they would cleave unto the Lord. For he was a good man and full of the Holy Ghost and of faith and much people were added to the Lord just because he went and was there. Now Barnabas encouraged with his words. He did. It's another example of that. But he just went and was there. And when they thought, when the word came to the apostles at Jerusalem about what was going on at Antioch, and they thought to themselves, who are we going to send? They said, let's send Barnabas, because he's a good man. And he's going to go, and he's going to be there. And just being there, he's going to encourage them. And it says, much people were added to the Lord, because he encouraged. He was just this magnificent person that encouraged others. As we continue to read there, in the next verse, it says, Then departed Barnabas for Tarsus. Why? For to seek Saul. He wanted to go find Saul again. You know, he had been that word or that voice of encouragement about Paul to the apostles, and he evidently felt it important that he would go back and find him again. And when he had found him, he brought him unto Antioch. And it came to pass that a whole year they assembled themselves with the church and taught much people, and the disciples were called Christians first at Antioch. As a result of this man's encouragement, his presence, and that he went and got Paul and brought him to Antioch too, and that those two men were there, just present in Antioch, that's where we get the name Christian. The disciples were called Christians there because these men taught Christ. They encouraged people. They demonstrated what it was like to put on Christ. And people saw them put on Christ. And they began to see Christ in them. And just by them being there and acting like Christ, we get the name Christian today. They were called Christians first at Antioch. Be present. Be present. 
Just your presence in and of itself is encouraging. Ephesians chapter 6 and verse 21. But that ye also may know my affairs and how I do. Titius, a beloved brother, a faithful minister in the Lord, shall make known to you all things, whom I have sent unto you for the same purpose, that ye may know our affairs, and that he might comfort your hearts. We don't know a whole lot about Titius, but evidently he was a good man just like Barnabas was. Because Paul said he's going to come, he's going to tell you what's going on, and guess what? He's going to encourage you. He's going to comfort your hearts because you're going to hear what's going on in the kingdom. You're going to know what's going on in the kingdom, and he's going to be there for you, and he's going to teach you the word of God, and you're going to be encouraged as a result of that. Are you encouraging by your presence? Just being there makes a huge, huge difference. Colossians chapter 2 and verse 1. For I would that ye knew what great conflict I have for you, and for them that Laodicea, and for as many as have not seen my face in the flesh, that their hearts might be comforted, being knit together in love and unto all riches of the full assurance of understanding to the acknowledgement of the mystery of God and of the Father and of Christ. Paul knew how important it was to be present for people to see him. He said he had a great conflict for those that hadn't seen his face yet. Why? Because he knew just being there made a difference. And he wanted to go and he wanted to be there. You know, he's in prison. He can't go and do that. Not of his own doing, not because he didn't want to go see them. He wanted to really, really badly. How bad do you want to go and see Christians? How bad do you want to come and see Christians? It's important. It matters. And when I see you, I'm encouraged. And when you see others that are here, you're encouraged. Hebrews chapter 10 and verse 25 says, Not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together, as the manner of some is, but exhorting one another. And so much more as you see the day approaching. Being here and being present matters. There's a reason he said don't forsake the assembly. Because when we go away from one another and we're not assembled with one another. And that happens time and time and time again and we just quit assembling. We quit getting encouraged. We're not encouraged anymore. Much less we're not hearing the word taught. Much less we're not hearing the songs of, of, that we sing and the praises going to God and, and going together uh, to prayer to God. We're not encouraged. You don't get to pat me on the back and say it's going to be okay. And I don't get to pat you on the back and say it's going to be okay. We don't get to just give each other a hug and say, Hi, how are you? It's good to see you. Those are not just vain words. Those are not just ramblings. That's the truth. We encourage one another by our presence. Barnabas is a fabulous, fabulous example. Simple, but it just doesn't get any better than to see him and the difference he made. Renamed by the apostles because he was such an encourager. Will you be remembered the same way? Are you encouraging by example? Are you encouraging with your words? Are you encouraging with your presence? We need to do that. If we all were like Barnabas, we'd all be on fire for the Lord because we'd be excited, we'd be pumped up, and we'd do everything we could do because we'd be encouraging one another. That's the way this church needs to be.
Thank you for listening to today's sermon podcast. If you have questions about what you have heard or would like to know more information, please contact us by emailing cfcwheelerarea at gmail.com or look us up on Facebook or Instagram and send us a message there.